We have another live show for you guys. We're coming back to New York City because I'm back in town. We put something together for May 15th. We're back at Sesh Comedy. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'm so excited. We loved Sesh when we were there the last time. I'm pumped to be able to do another show back in New York so soon. So Wednesday, May 15th. For tickets, head to our website at findingmrheight.com slash live. That's findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets right there. That ticket link will be up as you are hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. And dealing with body image, self-conscious feelings in intimate times. I sound like such a fucking narc. Anyway. (laughs) Intimate times. (laughs) You sound like you've never had sex before in your life. Guys. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, this, there are a lot of updates this week. Yeah, it's very funny. So you and I are in like very different places right now, I think. <laughs> I was going to say, there are not only are there a lot of updates, but there are the updates are just wildly polarized. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> However, like it's all fine, whatever. We'll, also, like we've got a lot to get to. We'll stick to the meat of it. But um. I do have a great phone throwing moment from a friend that I do want to share because it's worthwhile. Oh, exciting. So, okay. First, first, I'm just going to like, I'm going to drop some bombs on the listeners. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready. You're, I am, you're aware and ready. I am sheltered from the shrapnel. Yeah. Go. So, um, okay. So a fact that I have never shared about the classmate that I will share now is that he has two kids. He and has two kids. Oh, I, one thing. Yeah. You have shared it with the Discord group, which I think is just a we've we've decided that we need to plug these things more often because it fucking works when we plug them. So I, I'm just gonna make that plug that we you know, you were able to share that with them and get some good support. Yeah, because we have some um single moms dating in the Discord, and I kind of wanted to speak to somebody who obviously is on the other side as I was the kidless one in the relationship, but that was it, it was very like normalizing and nice for me to have that conversation because yes. obviously so, people in my friend group don't um have a ton of experience dating people with kids anyway right. so bomb number one yes bomb number one and the reason i held that back is because even though i wasn't like we weren't doing anything that would have affected things like he or no. sharing you know there's nothing illicit happening but like my concern was something inadvertent would affect you know they have 50 50 custody they figure that shit out and so I didn't want to say anything that would cause a problem. Totally understandable. Anyways, so this is relevant now. And I'm sharing this now <laughs> because the classmate broke up with me. Uh, I know. I, I'm laughing I, now because <laughs> I and have to. And, and I also I'm, – I'm so sorry. But like Thank I, you. this is probably obvious to the listeners, but I already knew this. Yeah. I <laughs> would, would, it would be – That would be – Psychotic that would be wild. Yeah, that would have been absolutely wild if you had held that. Um, yeah. So I, I won't pretend to have a like, you know, first time, oh my God, I'm so sorry moment. Um, Thank but you. Yeah, yeah. Fucking sucks, man. I know. So, and the reason I shared the first piece about the kids is because that was his reason. So um, funnily enough, 
Well, so, so, okay, so I was supposed to have a belated birthday dinner with friends on Thursday, and then I was right. supposed to do my birthday thing with the classmate on Friday. Right. On and Thursday – And that was – what we talked about that last week because you were talking uh-huh. about, like, if you wanted to, like, play out the plan you wanted, et cetera. Yeah, editing, editing that was very fun. Anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I actually thought that when I was listening to it to pick out um, the video clips we were going to use or whatever, I was like, this must have been fucking brutal. Yeah, that was fun. Anyway, it doesn't matter, whatever. So life goes on. Um, so the Thursday friend dinner got canceled because it was raining in LA and I wanted to do it outdoor dining. And so I just pulled the plug where I, I, I texted my friend group and said, hey, I don't want to drag everybody out to be miserable. So fuck it. So I was already a little bit moody and kind of bummed. Then later in the evening, I get a text from him that says, Hey, are you around? Which is often what he'll send me before he call, like before he calls. Yeah. And so I said, yeah. But then a call doesn't come through. And then he texts me and says, I'm at this like bar with a friend of his having a drink. Um, can I stop by after? And I said, sure, everything okay. I just fucking caught a vibe. And uh, he responds, I feel that vibe. Yeah, thank you. He responds, yeah, see you soon, smiley face. Fucking liar. Moving on. Fucking so um dirty liar. Yeah. So I sent a screenshot of that to a friend of mine that I knew was up. Be- and so I-, I texted her and I said, this is we need to talk vibes. And she's like, you're yeah. crazy. Don't like you're crazy. Da, da, da. And I said, I don't know. I-, I really just catch a vibe from this. The bottom line is I'm right. <sighs> that is you what were right. Here. <laughs> Huge takeaway. I probably, I probably I don't think I would have said you're crazy, but I probably would have said like, no, Nothing to worry about. I have a question before we get into like the meat of the breakup. Sure. What would you have said as him to your question of is everything okay? I would have – so that has actually happened to me before. And I have said we'll talk when I get there. Yeah. That's kind of – that's kind of the direction that my head was going in because what he said was a blatant lie. Correct. And like – yeah. And obviously, also, you're not going to be left hanging. It probably also depends on how long the person's going to be left hanging. I also think he left me waiting actually to – for see you soon, I – it was quite some time. It, oh. I was kind of pissed. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, and I was just curious like what your thoughts on like how to yeah. re- no, that was respond to that. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Yes. So so basically he comes over and simply says that he feels like he cannot maintain a relationship in terms of the priorities that he has for his time. And that he wants his priority to be all of his free time is available to the kids. Okay. L- literally, okay. That is what I said. I said, okay. Because I can't, there's nothing I can say. No, but like n- none of your time with him impinged in any way on time that he is allowed to spend with his children given the custody arrangement. And you know that the listeners don't know this. You know this. All my friends know this. How insanely unburdening I was in terms of demanding – like I gave him all the space in the world to do what he wanted and needed to do in regards to his ex-wife and his kids. And so like – to the point of like canceling dates because she wasn't feeling well. So he had to go to her house and like do bedtime, like do it, like all never give him an ounce of shit about it. Like never put up like boundaries about that. Like it, I just accepted that that was kind of part of the deal. And so, yeah, I, I think the other confusing point to me. So 
first of all, whatever. I never, like, I never caused that problem that's in his head. And then second of all, I suppose things could have changed, but as things stand, he doesn't have access to them 100% of the time. Right. And so what is all this free time now? You're just going to sit there twiddling your thumbs, hoping she calls you into duty and doesn't want to, I don't understand what the vision is. And so to that end, he said twice, first, he said, you know, I I really hope that we can still be friends. No, fuck off. I literally said, no, thank you. I am not in the market for friends. As you know, because you met them, I have a great group of friends and I don't need to add to that roster. Nope. Particularly not from Bumble. Like I'm not on Bumble to make friends. Exactly. And then he said it again as we were saying goodbye. He like reiterated it. And I said, no, you're the one who made very clear that you're very busy, that you don't have time (laughs) for other people. And so, God forbid, I ask something of you as a friend, let alone a girlfriend. So, like, right. feel free to feel free to fuck right off. Exactly. Anyway, so that was that. It literally, I think, was all of ten minutes because I literally just said, like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know. And to that end, there is, I said to my parents, there's a there, there's a younger version of me that tries to like claw my way into this relationship and explain mm-hmm. why I won't be a burden on his time, why he should. Like why I can't, why we can figure this out, da, 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 da. And yet with, I was really glad that I was like, okay, sounds like you've made a decision and I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with me. So bye. Peace. Yes. Yeah. It still fucking sucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, 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 it sounds like, because I agree with you that, you know, there's, there was nothing from your end that could have been different in terms of like the amount that you were demanding on his time or, you know, making him feel bad about the things that he needed to do with his kids. It sounds like this was just a him thing of maybe it was like he felt bad, even though you were not putting that pressure on him, perhaps he felt bad that he ever had to cancel on you or, you know, prioritize his children over his relationship, even though the person the other person in the relationship understood that prioritization. Totally. There's a world where he was just feeling constantly guilty, you know? Yeah. That's kind of what I'm wondering. Yeah. And that's entirely possible. And, you know, if, if he needs to unburden himself of that, that's his prerogative. I, 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 you know, it is what it is. Well, I hope through this that he has gained some fucking self-awareness about the, speed at which he entered into a relationship given where his head is at regarding his availability for one yes completely agreed because the the way he approached y'all's relationship was not a man who is hesitant in any way exactly completely agreed yes so and i wonder if you know it's an interesting tension because i think in many ways it worked very well that i was so busy like I have a very demanding job. I have hobbies yeah. that, and friends that take up my time. And so that was part of why I never got like weird or demanding about his time because I was always able to very comfortably fill that. And so – but I think that there's a tension because when we met, I was in completely free. So he didn't really have to worry about kind of scheduling with me. I was kind of around. Mm, that's and right. And so I wonder once I started saying – like. You know, the past few months, I started saying, 
my schedule is now busier than ever and it's only going to get busier. We need to have a plan. We need to like map this out. And I think that he feels like he needs to be able to like stick and move at a moment's notice to be able to do something. And he and I don't, my life does not allow for that. Yeah. Even though you don't mind that he needs to be able to do that, it might mean that you then can't see him in that span of time because of your other obligations. Right. And you're okay with that, but maybe he's not. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like what we talked about with the the goalie that my matchmaker tried to set me up with, where like I wasn't available for like one particular dinner time that evening. Yes. And he then just and he was decided like, She's that impossible to schedule it. <laughs> her schedule is way too busy. It'll this will never work. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like even though I was like, no, let's just find another time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. Anyway, do you want to give rower updates and then I'll do my friend's phone throwing? Yeah. Okay. okay. I have a lot of rower updates and I've I've written them down. Oh my god. Okay. So one minor. Also, rower this update. is all new to me because I have not been able because I've been so busy with work. I have not like spoken a word to you. Yes. Pretty much. Wait. Have you have you watched my Marcos? No. Oh shit. Okay. So this is really brand new to yeah. you. Okay. And you should still watch them, by the way, though, will, because there is much there is much more information in them than sure. I'm about to give. <laughs> Okay. So, oh, that's like, this is exciting. Okay. So first of all, before I even get to the date, um, a minor update. So I don't remember if this was pod or Patreon, but I've mentioned at some point that the rower has two phones. Yes. Main pod. I think it's crazy. Go ahead. Okay. So, and one of, and the reason that I know this is because one of them is an iPhone because he mentioned to me when we were talking about video dates that we could FaceTime because he does have an iPhone, even though that is not the phone that he communicates with me on. Uh Uh-huh. I, I didn't say a, a word when he said this to me. I just, in my head, was like, that's weird, but okay, yeah. we're going to move on. So on our date, he mentioned something about having to do some work on Sunday related to his side hustle. And I said, oh, what's your side hustle? And he mentioned that he's working on an app with his cousin, who's a researcher. Um, and it's an app about like um, circadian rhythms and like tracking your your sleep and your circadian rhythm to mm-hmm. um look for signs of depression. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. He was telling me like a whole all about it. He's he's helping him with this app and like the development of it and one of the pieces of that is testing it and it is an Apple app that there connects to an an Apple Watch. So he has to wear this Apple Watch and have this iPhone with him in order to test this app. There's the explanation. That's the reason why he has an iPhone, which is like a totally valid reason. And so when he told me this, I said to him, I was like, I'm really glad that this came up because when you told me you had two phones, I made a mental note. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As you should have. Yeah. And he was laughing. He was like, oh, yeah, like I got to keep an eye on this guy note. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. Exactly that. So anyway, that's just an update on that. Um, so, So we had our fourth date. Um, this past Saturday. So I was back in New York um, and we we had our fourth date. I was talking to a friend beforehand. I, and I said this in my in my video recap that I just posted like two seconds ago. I was talking to a friend before about how I was nervous because I hadn't seen him in a month and like, what if it's not the same? And my friend, without any irony or like, he wasn't joking at all. He said like, yeah, what if it's better? 
Oh, that's so nice. Right? I love that. And I I shit you not, that hadn't occurred to me. Oh, my gosh. Well, that gets back to what we were saying. Oh, another yeah. pause of my breakup. It was not a Wednesday, what? so debunked. Moving on. Gone. Done. <laughs> that theory's over. Wednesdays are back to, are back in our good Wednesdays graces. Wednesdays are back, baby. Um, Yeah. So I it just – it's exactly like we were saying before, how like a good thing can happen out of nowhere in the same way that a bad thing can. Like that was just his immediate response. I was like, yeah, like what if it's better now? Like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It could, it, it could be better or worse or the same. All of these are options. Yeah. Um, it turned out to be better. Amazing. Love it. It was so great. We spent 18 hours together. I just counted. Dear fucking God. Yeah. Um, which I, I'm not normally a marathon dater. Like, yeah. that's not normally my vibe, even like later on in dating. Um, but yeah, we just like had a lazy Sunday together most of the day, Sunday, um, before I had to go pack and come back to San Diego. Oh my God. I'm surprised you could like tolerate that. I feel like when I'm traveling, I just like, I'm like, gotta get going, get out. I feel like I could not have done that. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, it was just, like, awesome. I don't know. We were just having such a good time. And, like, towards the end, like, before I was leaving on Sunday, he said, you know, I really enjoy spending time with you. And I said, like, I really do, too. I I think we should keep doing it. He was like, yeah, I think you're right. I think we should. Amazing. Yeah. I I do, too. And it was just lovely. Um, And, like, we've been – that was only, like, two days ago, but we've been talking and Fantastic. I'm not – he asked me when I was coming back. We don't, like, you know, have a plan for when we're going to see each other when yeah, I come yeah. back. But I don't think that's necessary. Agreed. It is New Year's when I get back. I come back on December 30th. Oh, okay. Um, And as of right now, like, previous to the, like, Omicron surge, et cetera, I had plans to go to this bar for New Year's. That, But it doesn't require tickets. So nothing, you know, nothing has nothing been fans. purchased or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, no, super low-key. And we're – and at the moment, we're just kind of, like – seeing how we feel about the situation since we don't have to decide until literally the day of. Love that. That's a great New Year's Eve sitch. Yes. Yeah. I'm not into, even in normal times, I'm not into the like Same. crazy high price point, open bar, crowded Yeah. Situation. I think my friends and I are doing a pajama party. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I am kind of more thinking I already, just even with how I'm feeling now, want to do like an apartment thing. Um, But we don't have to decide now. So we'll see. But – so we haven't – he and I haven't talked about what he's doing for New Year's. So there is that potential that mm-hmm. there could be some sort of joint situation. Um, I think I'll probably have to suggest that if so. So – and I don't know if I want to yet, but I don't have to Yeah. Let, I mean, let's just see what he comes up with. There's plenty yeah. of time. Um, I did get him a gift. Let's talk about it. In fact, I got him and his dog gifts. Yes. Let's Let's discuss. So, as we discussed last week, um, I like giving gifts. Um, however, at the time when we recorded the pod, I had not decided. I, I said I wasn't. You getting said on pod you weren't getting him a gift. I I know, I know, yeah. I did. But that was before. So he sent me a text message. It was one of the infuriating things where he texted me and I wrote it back immediately, and then he never responded for like a day. Yeah. He sent me a picture of this like really tiny little Christmas tree that his parents had sent him because they thought he had to have a Christmas tree in his apartment. Yeah. But and honestly, it's like that – you could put that in Cape Cod in the summer and tell somebody it was just like decoration because it's made of shells. Yes, it's made of shells. Yeah. 
Um, it was very cute. And it was one of the things that I really appreciated that he did consistently while I was gone, which is send me like little updates and pictures of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it reminded me, I was just like thinking about that tree and I have some like battery operated fairy lights, like little teeny tiny fairy lights in yep. my apartment that I've just never used. And so I had the idea to bring him fairy lights as a gift to put around his little tiny tree. Yes. And I also decided to get his dog a Christmas collar. Okay. Let's discuss. So did you present him – you presented him both the gifts? So this is going to be redundant for you because I've told you all of this in the the Marcos. Great. Um, So I – Pre early in the day, so I didn't give it to him right away, or I didn't like tell him that I had this stuff with me right away. And I had told him a story about how I got a Christmas collar for my friend's dog, actually the one who told me, like, what if it's better? I'd gotten him and his girlfriend, who's also a good friend of mine, I got their dog this Christmas collar. And I was telling him the story because the what the collar I got for their dog was like almost too small because she had gotten markedly larger since the last time I saw her. The collars were in a two-pack. Gotcha. So when I – and I didn't really think about that when I was telling him this story about my friend's puppy that's no longer a puppy. When I then gave his dog the Christmas collar, it was clear that it was the other one from the pack that I had given my friend's dog. As you know, I like that. (laughs) That is great news to me. (laughs) He doesn't know that I got the two-pack with his dog in mind and that my friend's dog got the second one. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, I, I thought about them both when I was buying it, actually. But like the reason that I went looking for Christmas collars is because of his dog. And then I saw that there was a two-pack and I was like, oh, I, one could be Two birds, Rennie. one stone. Let's go. Yeah. So I had given his dog this gift and then I like put it on her and I was like, oh, I have something for you too. And his face initially was like a little nervous. Yep. Because I'm assuming – like, he thought that I had, like, an actual gift. But then it was the fairy lights, and I, like, put them on his tree, and he really liked them. Great. I – just for purposes of full disclosure to the pod, I was and am against this. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was great. I think he loved it. I am glad. And I realize it's it's one of those things where I'm super glad it worked out. I am always – my concern is always being like outcome oriented in the sense that like this worked out. And yet I know if I had had the information that I had going in, I wouldn't have done it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I think I still, I think if he had reacted poorly to these like very, very small gifts, I think that that would have told me something about him that makes him maybe not on the same page as me or and or right for me. Gotcha. And by reacted poorly, I don't mean like that. I mean, if it had changed how he was thinking about me and our relationship. Right, right. For sure. Yeah. I think that my thought on it is like, and this is me taking gift giving more seriously than you do. Um, and so that's like governing a lot of my thoughts here, which is that I think that I wouldn't be quote unquote ready to give a gift in that mm. I feel like if I gave or received it 
in the t- in the time frame that we're looking at here, I would feel that my relationship wasn't ready for that. Like I'm not in that relationship yet of gift giving. Yeah. Well, and not related to time, just related to like how much time he or how like where he and I are at in our relationship. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, this also goes back and those to are like just my I, own. That that's just my own bullshit, but that's fine. <laughs> Well, it also goes back to like I really liked when the three P gave me a flower on our first date, and you were like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Literally, jump off a bridge." Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like gifts, and I also said that to him later in the evening. I was like talking about how I like gifts, and my family's always been into gifts, and yeah. Which, by the way, my gift to you, I think, has shipped. Um, but I don't. There was no option to like select that it's a gift, so it's going to be very presented lamely. Got it. Okay, there are a bunch of boxes up by my room that I've not opened yet, so one of them might be. Might yeah, be let me check you. the tracking. Anyway, I've done something really dumb with your gift. Oh God, what happened? I've sent it to my New York apartment. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I didn't send it to you, the person it was supposed to go to, nor did I send it to the place where I actually am physically. I've sent it to an empty apartment. That's fantastic. I love. So that. it'll be an it'll be a New Year's gift. That's perfect. Um, that's very funny. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that he reacted – I'm glad that he reacted positively in a way that felt, like, good to you for yes. how you want to move forward. That's what matters. Yes, for sure. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm just – I'm feeling really good about it. I, I'm i not that worried about the next couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, I am still feeling pretty torn about what to do with my matchmaker. Mm-hmm. I have a call with her tomorrow. I'm also I'm also unsure about what to do with her just because of the COVID surge in New York that's going on right now. And I like mm. don't even know if I want to be meeting a bunch of strangers out in public mm. in winter when like we're not outside. Yeah. So like I'm thinking like a combination of those two things since I was already unsure if I wanted to be set up with new people right now because of him, I think like the combination of those two things is pushing me towards wanting to pause. That being said, I don't know what the actual possibilities are. Yeah. It definitely sounds like it's worth an ask. I think so. So I'm going to talk to her about it tomorrow. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I met with the rower. I also finally obtained the picture that we took on our first date, which I've been for keep forgetting for, to ask him to send me. Yeah, I didn't even know that there was one. That was not a that was not a known thing. I didn't remember. I for, I thought I said so. I've told the story of how we had our first kiss because of the Jenga game, right? Yes. Of how like there was like a Jenga block that said like kiss the person next to you. There was also a Jenga block that said take a picture with the person next to you. Right. So we took a selfie on his phone um, that he, like, I don't really know how it came up, but he, like, showed it to me and was like, oh, remember this? And so then I had him send it to me. So now I have that picture, which is fun. Love it. Just full, full on distro it to the group chat. Yes. uh, Already did. (laughs) Um, Except because it was taken on his phone, I'm not familiar with which lens of an Android the actual camera is. And so I'm not looking at the camera, which is- That is true. I noticed that. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like I I looked at the one – it's got multiple lenses like an iPhone does. But like I looked at the one that is the iPhone one, but apparently that's not the same. It's not the same. That's very funny. I've never – I've actually never considered like which one to look at. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyway. Anywho. Okay. What is your friend's phone throwing moment? It's fucking good. 
So she and her husband are um, staying at his family's home right now for Christmas. Okay. They are in his, you know, like childhood bedroom. And so I text and also um, the relationship is a little like challenging, I would say, between her and the in-laws. Got it. Okay. Not their relationship. Correct. Yeah, no, their relationship okay. is great. But <laughs> I was and, like, and oh. I would say it's not that her relationship, her and his relationship together is challenging with the in-laws because of some like family dynamics. I see. Okay. So I said, how's it going so far? And she responds, your timing is impeccable. The most mortifying thing just happened. I went up to bed and my husband's mom texted me this. Uh-huh. I guess there must be a Christmas tree in the in the room. Okay. The text from the mother-in-law reads, I plugged your tree in. Remote is on your bedside table on top of the book. I'm, I'm terrified about what else is on the bedside table. My friend says, thank you. And she says, cue the current state of the bedside table. Can you see that? I'm showing Allie a picture. Is it a vibrator? Can you identify that object? Is it a yes, vibrator? Yes, it's a vibrator. Oh, no. <laughs> so the Christmas tree remote is sitting directly next to a hot pink <gasps> vibrator. Oh, for fuck's sake. And there's no way either, based on having seen the picture, there's no way that her his mom didn't know what it was. See, I actually think there's it's a very decent clear chance. What that is. I, I think I, I think you his think? mom is pretty conservative. Yeah. I could see her thinking it's like something like they have a young baby. I could think I could see her thinking it was like a teething thing. Like I I don't know. I I I I think there's no, maybe. I think there are odds she doesn't know what this is. Okay. I mean I it wasn't like a dildo at least. Yeah, no, like no, no, not, no. It's yeah. not. But yeah, she oh said, I'm slowly dying inside. I hope this brings you joy because I'm running screaming. <laughs> That's horrific. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, happy holidays. My heart goes out to her. That is terrible. Yeah. So I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more. But when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really still been loving Factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, and they have so many options too. Every week, their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast. They have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You could look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that one. That's pretty cool. So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Uh, Alrighty. Well, let's talk more about anxiety given, yeah. you know. Oh, wait, we got to do weird or not first. Mm. Yes. Okay, so this week's Weird or Nah is most of their exes look like you. I think this is really not weird. I just think, you know, some people have types. I don't think I'm going to fault them for it. Um, it might be a little like, oh, huh. Like, okay, great. I'm in I'm in a uh, long line of, you know, just great looking ladies. If they look like me, they must be beautiful. <laughs> Good for them. And so I'm going to say 80 – oh, no, I'm sorry. Reverse it. So 20 weird, 80 nah. Okay. 
my thoughts first before I think I'm going to start giving my thoughts of like what I was thinking before oh, I yeah I love that okay. I set out the poll. So I think that this is really dependent on what you look like. Okay. And the reason I say that is because for women of color like myself, seeing that all of their exes look like you could give like fetishization vibes. Okay. Interesting. So like, does he only date black women? Especially because I tend to date white guys. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm dating a white guy and every single one of his exes is, like, mixed race, that raises my eyebrows a bit. Interesting. Okay. Of, like, is this something that he's fetishizing? Gotcha. And – or, like, I've had Asian friends who have worried if all of somebody's exes are Asian and they're not, and the Mm -hmm. guy is not Asian, if there's, like, something to that. Does this apply as Um, well to, like, redheads? Yeah, I think in a in a less like you know systemic way, um, but yes, I think so. Like in in terms of like um, how how hard are, how hard are they trying to seek this look out? Yeah, I mean, to me, I think what would not feel weird, but would feel confusing is if every single ex had a very distinct trait and I didn't. And so I'm thinking, like, for example, I have, like, a very, like, athletic build in that I'm not very curvy. And so if, like, every ex had, like, really big boobs or, like, a great butt or, like, something like that, I would be a little self-conscious, I think, about that. But that's different because then not every ex looks like you they all look the same the other way you're the exception and so that that would not it wouldn't be necessarily weird but it would probably raise my own self-consciousness yeah i think about that with race like if they've never dated someone who isn't white before Mm -hmm. i wonder like you know is there going to be are there going to be issues there so basically the people you date have to have like the perfect ratio of non-white to white much must be very (laughs) diverse um (laughs) But like I just think it it would it would take it would take be he would have to be so specific for most of his exes to look like me. Like that would be it would be a wild co- it would difficult. be more than a coincidence. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It would be extremely difficult. Um okay. So you are correct that most people think this is not weird. Mhm. But not by as much as you thought. All right. It was 48% weird. And 52% nah. That's like really, I mean, that's a that's a coin flip essentially. Yeah. Um, it was for it was um for 40-60 for a while. It's it went like the the pe- the people that voted later voted weird. Like if we had recorded this last night, like our original schedule, yeah. it would have been 40-60. But oh, I weird. checked it again Funny. right before recording. Yeah. Um, and most people said most people that said nah said what you said, which is like everybody has a type. I have a type, can't fault them for having a type. And a lot of people that said weird said some things similar to me. Gotcha. Which is like, I look, I have a very specific look. So that would be, that's, you know, a very big coincidence. Like that's, Mm -hmm. you know, am I just filling in a spot or like, does he only like me because of this attribute? Mm -hmm. I had one I don't even know if I can call him an ex, but I will for the purpose of this story. This one guy that I dated that I like, I actually grew up with him and then dated him off and on throughout high school, college. And as recently as like five years ago, we kind of like had a thing again. He 
dated a girl in college who looked legit exactly like me. Oh my God. In like an uncanny way. Not just like also mixed, but looked exactly like me. That's super fucking weird. Yeah. And he, he shouldn't have told me this, but he told me once when he was drunk, like much later that Mm -hmm. he had accidentally called her by my name while in bed. (gasps) Oh, no. Yeah. Oh God. And she knew who I was. So that it was like extra bad. That's, that's a disaster. Yeah. Absolutely. Talk about a phone throwing moment. Yeah, truly. Um, Throw anything you can get your hands on. Yeah, he shouldn't have told me that story, but definitely not. Yeah, censor that shit. Yeah. So, and that was weird. <laughs> Very confirmed. Yeah. Um, I have had, I have had a lot of exes where they've never dated a tall woman before. Mm-hmm. Where like all of their exes have not not just been not tall, but have been petite. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, and, that's uh, big pendulum swing. Actually, to a person, every single one of them is like, "This is amazing." Like, I don't have to, like, of course. stoop to kiss you. Like, yeah. I, you know, like, we I'm not going to develop neck problems. Right. Exactly. What a, what a gift. What a gift. All right. Anxiety. So, anxiety. So, last week, we left off, like, up to and in the beginning of going on a date with somebody. And so, now, I think it makes sense sort of chronolog- chronologically, I can't talk today, it's to totally get good. into... Early dating, you know, after that first day when you're, you know, starting to go on dates with somebody Mm -hmm. and the anxiety that um, comes along with that. And before we get into all of these, I want to plug the episode that we did on dating multiple people because I think we talk a lot about early dating in that one. Um, And that was called The Multiple One and it was episode 39 for anybody who wants to go back and hear about that. Great. Yeah, I would say that something that I am noticing across what the listeners wrote in is the anxiety of essentially not being on the same page, that they're either going to want to move faster or slower, or you're going to want to date and they're not. They're going to want to date and you aren't. There's this anxiety of like, how do I reconcile feeling differently than the person I'm going through early dating with? Yes. And like we we talked about last week – not being able to control the outcome and similarly not being able to control or even fully know what the other person is thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's Sorry, anxiety I producing. I I mean, different situation, but like that's what I sat with when I received the text being like, we need to talk. And so, yeah, like the, the I get it. Yeah. So I think the sort of first piece, if we want to go truly chronologically in terms of like going on that date is once you have that date, there's a couple different things, a couple different outcomes, right? Which we mentioned this last week, but we talk about this in our first date series as well, Mm -hmm. Um, specifically in the after the first one, which talks about, as you might imagine, what happens after the first date. That one was episode 20. But the anxiety behind either wanting another date and not knowing if they do Mm -hmm. or not wanting another date and worried that they do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's this problem of having there, there being a discrepancy between what you feel and what they feel. Yeah. Which this one I think is, is just something that you kind of have to just do something about. And with the uncertainty that you might not be on the same page 
And what I mean by that is like, if you want another date and you're not sure if they do, tell them you want another date and you'll find out. Yep. That's and if great you, advice. Yeah. And if you don't want another date and you think they might, tell them you don't want another date. And then either you'll find out or you'll just they'll just know how you feel. And then you can stop being anxious about it. Yeah. I came across a great TikTok that is um, advice for sort of across the board where um, it's this – I think his name is Therapy Jeff. I sent it to you where in early dating he suggests – if you are feeling anxious about what is this person thinking, why aren't they texting me, that type of thing, before reaching out to them to soothe, ask yourself, what would I do if I didn't know this person? If I was feeling anxious and this person did not exist in my life, what would I do? Would I reach out to a friend? Would I hmm. watch a watch a TikTok? Would I go for a walk? Would I have a cup of tea? And do that. And he specifically says, this doesn't mean you don't look to your partner sometimes to help you soothe. Um, but it gets you to practice sort of separating anxiety from genuine interest and executing on interest, not anxiety. And I thought that was really useful. I love that. I think that separating interest from anxiety is so key too in terms of when you're anxious about not hearing from them and you might want to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, I feel like my desire to reach out to someone is purely to get the dopamine rush of getting a reply back. Totally. Yeah. And not because I have something to say. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I, I think my friend talks about this with her husband where she said, she was talking about texting specifically. She said, you know, before meeting my husband and I was dating around, I worried a lot about that stuff. And then I just sort of decided I'm going to text how I want to text. And the person that I end up with just won't be a fucking weirdo. And <laughs> and so I, I think there's, you know, there is a – and I also want to draw a distinction. I just had this conversation with another friend where I want to draw a distinction between sort of like authenticity and then – meeting the moment that you're in where it's authentic to me to send my friends TikToks and random updates. However, it's also authentic to not do that to work acquaintances, you know? And so I I think that just because you want to do something or you can tell yourself like, well, it's what I would do if they were this to me, they're not that to you yet. They're not that to you. Yeah. And so make sure that you are Make sure that you're behaving about the relationship that you have, I think, and hopefully it'll like grow to that. So be true to yourself, but also true to the moment if that, and the relationship that you have, I guess, I think is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, the reality is, is that we are different people to the different people in our lives. Like we are, we do not behave the same towards every single person in our life. Yeah. That would be wild. Wild. And that's true about even different friends. I mean, there are friends that I will like you said, text a bunch of random TikToks to or like text them over and over and over again because they haven't responded, but I have more and more updates for them. There are other friends that I would never do that to because our relationship is not in that place, nor do I want it to be in that place. It doesn't need to be. They're not that friend to me. Yeah, exactly. And I think that I've talked about this with guy friends and my dad as well, where I do think I, I I think there you know on TikTok the feminine urge to hmm. like the feminine urge to expect all of your friends to do everything 
that you like need from them and that I want them yeah. to have all the same interests. I want them to emotionally comfort me. I want them to work out with me, watch Bravo, do you know, whatever. And something that I've gotten better at in adult life is compartmentalizing them a little bit to say like, it's okay that in this relationship, we have these things in common and kind of that's where our relationship is. I don't need to look to this person for comfort in these moments because they're not so good at that. And so, yeah. Yeah. I think that's totally true. We're a little far afield, but I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) We're just sort of gabbing at this point. (laughs) It's fine. I mean, something that I think helps with after a first date and like the anxiety of letting somebody down mm-hmm. or, you know, not knowing how they're going to respond. I think that the advice we've given before about thinking about what if this happened to me can be helpful there. So like if you went on a date with somebody and you don't want to go on another one and you're anxious about letting them down because you could feel that they were interested in you or perhaps they've already texted you and expressed their interest. Mm-hmm. Think about it the other way. Think about if you went on a date, which I'm sure you have, where we all have, where you liked them and they didn't want another date with you. What would you prefer? Would you prefer them to just tell you that they don't want to go on another date with you so that you can cut ties and move along? Or would you prefer to never know if they want another date because you don't hear from them or because they just keep texting you back but aren't really furthering anything? Yeah, no, totally. I I mean, I think a lot of this, we said it on last episode, but I think you're right that a lot of this advice does come down to put yourself in your own shoes. Yeah. And rather than think about what they're thinking, think about what you think. And honestly, again, kind of jumping ahead to the to the end of things, that has been a big reason why I think I've like really been able to feel okay coming out of this the relationship with the classmate in the sense that I am thinking about how who I am and how I feel. I'm not worrying about like well what was his real reason? Like what was he thinking? Why did this happen? Like when did he come to this decision? You know th- that is all a waste of time. All that matters is that I want to be with somebody who wants to be with me, moving on. And so I think that that has changed. That's been definitely an outcome of like a lot of self-work, but. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned the self-work because I do think that something that could be relevant in the situation you're in is the like, I do think there is a, a, a healthy and valid reflection upon a breakup when somebody breaks up with you of thinking like, could I have been a better partner to this person? Right. Like I, and we'll talk about this when we talk about our, the breakup series we have coming up when we talk about the origin stories and I talk more about ASV, I do think that I could have handled our attachment differences better. Mm-hmm. And, and I've talked about that. I'm open about that. And I've worked through that with my therapist a lot. So I do think that in that situation, when he broke up with me out of nowhere, there were parts of it where I felt the way that you did or that, were, of, that you do of like, I don't need to know why. But there was also a self-reflection aspect of it of thinking like, okay, I even though I still don't think this relationship would have worked out, mm-hmm. I don't think this would have ultimately made us right for each other, but I do think that there are improvements I could have made X, Y, Z. Yeah. But again, we're far afield. But I think that the one thing I also wanted to say is that when I when I said that like think about what you would prefer in terms of 
somebody telling you that they don't want to go on another date with you or ghosting you, if you would prefer to be ghosted, please dig into that. Because yeah, there are I, definitely people out I have, there listening. I have, friends who, I have friends that say this. Yeah. Oh, there are people in my TikTok comments who are saying I'd rather be ghosted than get that text message. And I'm like, well, let's think about why that would be the case. That that's a that's an us issue if we're if we're choosing that. So if you if you answered that for yourself, dig into that a little bit. <laughs> my friend is very upfront <laughs> that she's toxic. <laughs> Great. Oh, is she the one who sends a ghost emoji? No, 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 no. That's a friend of a friend. Oh. I actually don't I don't I don't know that girl. Got it. I don't know her. <laughs> um okay, so you're dating this person, you 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 know, things are going well, you're starting to develop feelings and investing more, maybe you're me, I don't know. Getting anxious as that happens and as you're also thinking about the fact that they're dating other people and you don't really, you know, you might not be in a place where you want to, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. I, this is what's happening with me and the rower. Right. Like, so we, I don't need, let's stop. I'll, I'll stop speaking hypothetically. Although these are questions that we got from the listeners that I did not submit this question. <laughs> yeah. So in my situation with the rower, I know that it is too early for us to be exclusive, to have a, a DTR conversation. And not just because I think it's too early, but because I don't feel like I'm ready to be exclusive with him yet either. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean though, that I'm not sometimes anxious about the fact that I am developing feelings and starting to invest more and that he is out there dating other people ostensibly and could lose interest as he gets other matches and goes on other dates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, part of this, I think, is just recognition that like, yeah, that's scary, you know? Yeah. What has helped me is to think about how I am feeling. This is like the one time that I will give the advice, assume they feel how you feel. Mm-hmm. Because I, although we are not exclusive, I am not dating anybody else because I don't really want to. Like I'm talking to other people on Bumble. I am not motivated to go on other dates right now because yeah. I like him. Yeah. And I'm not assuming he's not going on other dates, but even if I were going on other dates, I don't think it would matter because I really like him. Yeah. And you're also – your feelings, this is a strange way to put this, your feelings aren't in competition with his feelings. There's no right. winning feelings. <laughs> You're, you feel how you feel and you'll play that out. You know, you'll feel how you feel day by day and it'll either increase or decrease or plummet or sky, you know, who knows? But it, there's no point in Compare like I heard this in like a yoga class and I love it. Just like compare and despair, you know? And so mm. And also defining the relationship and deciding you're exclusive does not mean that the other person is not going to lose interest. Uh, yeah, as fucking shown. Like <laughs> you can get broke up with it anytime, people. PSA. Okay. Um <laughs> great takeaway. We should just end yeah. the pod now. Yep, yep, yep. Don't be anxious though. It's totally fine. But yeah, no, anxiety doesn't get you didn't get me anywhere. No, agreed. Like things can, as we've said, good things can happen, bad things can happen at any time. And you just got to have faith, baby. Yeah. I mean, I think about it kind of like, so the anxiety here is being driven by the fact that because they are in theory still dating other people, Mm -hmm. that they're going to, that they are more likely to lose interest because they are meeting these new people. And so like the thought is, well, if we define the relationship and become exclusive, 
and then they're not going on dates with other people, then they're less likely to lose interest. And I think like that would be similar to saying if you're in a relationship and you're worried that your partner is going to cheat on you, that if you just remove access to more people, that they will not cheat on you. Right. Yeah. Let's let's Rapunzel them. That's the move. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like if you if your person is going to lose interest in you, like they're going to lose interest in you. And yeah, that I mean, that you can. Do, I think you can work to avoid that. Like I think you can tend to the relationship and oh, of you know, course. Whatnot, Sorry. But- I mean, I mean, in this scenario, like yeah. removing the opportunities for them to lose interest is not going to be the thing that saves it. Agreed. Because the oppor- you're not actually removing the opportunities. You're you're removing like one particular set of them. And I also but- fundamentally believe that if if somebody, man or woman, wants to cheat, they will find a way. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I never buy the excuse of like, oh, like we live together. Like he just doesn't have the time. Uh-uh. Not to scare if you. Really. He'll find a if way. If <laughs> you're saying – we should do an episode on cheating. But like oh, of if, course. You're, if you're saying that your partner is not – is not or won't cheat on you because they don't have the time? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, so how would you handle, like, seeing a girl's name that you don't know popping up on your boyfriend's phone? I I think I would just assume it's a friend or a coworker whose name hasn't come up. Would you ask? I think it would. I think it's so context-dependent. Also, what's your stance on um, like sharing passwords and stuff? I was about to say like, how did I come upon this information? I've never had a boyfriend's phone password. And oh, no I definitely boyfriend have. has ever had mine. Not I because I have because like we would hold each other. Like I would have, I would be like, oh, so and so just texted you, and he'd say like, oh, go ahead and reply. Yes. So what I mean is, I have never been specifically given it for the purpose of me having it. Got it. I've been told what it is in a moment like that where I needed it to do something. Yes. And similarly, I have said, oh, yeah, my password is XYZ to a partner who's holding my phone at the time. Yes. But I've never like exchanged passwords with somebody oh, where yeah. there wasn't an immediate need. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't mean like a fo- – it does not need to be like a formal letter writing event. I, I just meant you have it and therefore in theory could say like, oh, Sarah just texted. Like, should I reply? <laughs> Well, if I'm holding his phone, then maybe. But like, God, I just think it's so context dependent because like if I'm holding his phone and somebody texted him, then maybe I would ask because then I'd be like, oh, Sarah just texted. Like, Mm -hmm. who's Sarah? But if I just saw it pop up, like I think the way that the question was asked, I think the listener said like, I don't think that I don't think that the listener was holding this person's phone at the time, the way that it was phrased. Agreed. Like it's on a table or something, mm-hmm. it comes up on the lock screen. No, I mean, there are plenty of people who text me that my boyfriend wouldn't have heard their name before because I text with a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. True. To me, I think if this is – so, I mean, what I've learned about myself and what I've witnessed in friends' relationships is if this is giving you a pit, I think you have probably a reason. Where yes, true. my – my ex got very, very secretive with his phone. Absolutely. So I, I think I'm coming from a place where I have not experienced that pit. Like, yeah. I, I mean, for all I, I can't actually know that I've never been cheated on, but I've never known that I've been cheated on. Therefore, mm-hmm. I've never, I've never had that sort of like predisposition 
to be thinking that something was funky because they've their behavior has changed in some way. Yeah, like I actually very much now watch people's relationships to their phone in public Mm. because my ex, whenever he would leave a room, he would either take it, he would take his phone with him. And when we were together, it was face down on the table. Interesting. I would never notice that. I leave my phone face down when I'm anxiety unlock. (laughs) Well, it's just funny just because how like it's so it's so much perception based because I actually leave my phone face down when I'm with people almost always because I don't want to be distracted by seeing it light up. Mm. And I guess I could put it on do not disturb, but I just, I just don't. Yeah. So like that's why it's face down for me. Like it would never even occur to me that it's face down because they don't want me to see it. I Yeah. And it, it was a behavior change. Mm, that makes a difference. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Um, I think this might be an anxiety where kind of following the rabbit trail is – not not a bad idea. Yeah. But I also think this is something that like if you're in a, you know, supportive relationship and you have these prior traumas where somebody was doing that with their phone, hopefully that's something you can talk to your current partner about and say like, I am not trying to put this on you at all, but I just right. want you to know that that this has happened to me in the past. And so, you know, I have like some shit there. Totally. And so to that end, I think there's a question of what anxieties do you express to your partner and kind of get their help on? And what do you say is like, this is like, what do you share versus what do you hold back? And that can be one of those fucked up loops where it's, it causes you anxiety to think about having to talk to your partner about anxiety. Yeah. I, I mean, I like to talk about anxieties early and often. Like the rower already knows that I go to therapy and yeah. like I've like told him a couple of the reasons why. And I I like purposefully bring up therapy early when I'm dating people because I want to lay the groundwork mm-hmm. for the fact that like I am a person who likes to do self-work. Yeah. And I think that like that can be helpful to have that groundwork laid when in the future something might come up where you can be like – you know, you know this about me. You know that I'm a person, like an introspective person who's like constantly like trying to work on things about myself. And here's a thing I'm trying to work on and I would love your help. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But, I probably lean towards – I can probably – I could pro- – I I think I'm sort of kind of working on coming in your direction a little bit. I definitely am super open about being in therapy because I just love it. But I definitely do a lot of internal work. Yeah. Where I view thing, I view I largely view my things as my feelings as like not a group project, where I'm like, all right, I can uh, this is on me to solve. I think it's especially if I am looking at things through my lens and applying my own like biases onto the person's behavior. That's what I really try to check before I bring it to them. Whereas if I really feel like, hey, this is happening and this is how I feel when this happens, then that needs to be gotten out because that's only going to repeat until you call it out. Right. So because I think there's – even though in that scenario, that's still your shit because right. like the thing that the person's doing might not be objectively bad. Yeah. It is still like – we talked about this with Sean. It is still like when a behavior reminds you of something else – 
that doesn't mean that like it's your partner's fault or that the thing that they're doing is bad, but like could potentially still be helpful for them to understand that impact. Yeah, totally. Um, I've been kind of grappling with this a little bit in terms of communication cadence with the rower. You know, I talked about his like texting style previously and we got a lot of questions about slow replies, change in pace of communication when you don't hear from somebody for a while. Um, and I kind of brought it up to him on our date. Mm, what'd you like say? A couple, in a couple different ways. So, so the first thing that happened was, so one of the things that he didn't reply to was when he sent me, or he didn't reply for like 24 hours, when he sent me the picture of the Christmas tree, I wrote back about the tree. And then I also said that I had been drinking mezcal margaritas like served by this guy. And I sent him this picture of our waiter from dinner that night who was balancing two mezcal margaritas on his head. Oh my God. It was very impressive. That's how they served their margaritas is they is like came skill. out very skilled. They, it was like those like heavy like goblet style glasses, you know, at Mexican restaurants. Yeah, totally. And they, they were balancing two on their head and it was so cool. And so I sent him a picture of it. He did not reply. And 24 hours later, he said something totally different, like about something else. Yeah. I literally would be like, did you receive that picture? I I just I didn't say anything. But then he mentioned something. So I said to him, I like jokingly, I forget what I said, but he said something about the like Mexican um Mexican food photo. I was like, yeah, like you didn't you didn't respond to that. And I thought it was funny. And he's like, it was just a picture of a guy. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Go back in that picture and look more closely. Oh, that's so and funny. He hadn't looked at it that closely. He just thought I sent him a random picture of my waiter from dinner. And was like, what the fuck? And was like, okay. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. He's like, okay, this is the guy serving you margaritas. Like my guy, she told me not to worry about. <laughs> because he had said he had sent me the picture of the tree and I said, okay, like the exact exchange was I said, okay, I just laughed out loud and not just because I've had two mezcal margaritas served by this guy and then sent him that picture. So like, I think he got it and was like, am I, yeah, am I supposed to be jealous? Is this guy, is this That's guy hilarious. supposed to be a threat to me? A threat. <laughs> a direct threat. <laughs> a direct threat. Oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> and so we like had this conversation and I was like, no, look more closely. And then he saw it. And said, oh, this is funny. <laughs> like, I know. Yes, sir. Thank you. Welcome to the same page. And so I said to him, I said, yeah, when you didn't respond, I thought to myself, shit, he's a bad texter, but not this bad. Oh, very good. And so then we like, he like laughed and like, it, we like kind of had a little conversation about that. I said to him, I was like, okay, in the future now, every time I send you a funny text, am I going to have to follow it up with, by the way, that was funny. Yeah. Yes. Just so you know. That requires a ha-ha at the very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so I did I did kind of get out there that, you know, he's a bad texter. I had also previously called him out when he didn't reply to my not risky, risky text. Mm -hmm. I feel like now I've started to lay the groundwork a little bit. Yeah. And it's a very small sample size, but his response time has been much better in the last two days. Amazing. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes needs reminding. You know, people aren't don't receive something once and immediately change, and that's fine. Um, I'm a big fan actually of having those, especially if it's not a particularly kind of weighty or serious boundary setting conversation. I'm a big fan of ha bringing those up in kind of light, jokey ways Same. that kind of 
takes the pressure off of the conversation a little bit. Yeah. Like I I was I didn't actually plan to do this, the bad texture joke, but like that worked out exactly the way I would have wanted because like he heard me, he he has now heard, oh, she thinks I'm a bad texter. Mm-hmm. And he is, objectively. Yes. <laughs> Correct message received. Yes. So I think like I I'm happy with how that went. Um but I think one of the trickier things that drives anxiety is when you feel a shift, whether yes. that's a shift in their communication cadence or like you said, a shift in behavior towards their phone or, you know, what we call slow fading where like, you know, dates seem to be getting more and more spaced out and their their interest seems to be waning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I think that Depending on if we're assuming we're sort of in the more relationshipy stage of this conversation, I think that's absolutely something you can ask about. Especially, there's um, there's a therapist on Instagram that I really like. Her and her husband are. Um, I wonder if he's a therapist too. I don't know, but they do stuff like together. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about um, like all the different things they were talking about. All the different things that can affect. They were talking about actually sex drive, and so they were talking oh, about yeah. like why it's not necessarily like personal that your partner's not in the mood right now. And they, I think we're talking about the holidays because she was saying how like research shows that people want to have more sex during the holidays, but everything anecdotal she knows from clients is that people feel stressed. They feel not in the mood, they, whatever. Yeah. And so um, they were talking about that. And so I think understanding and asking what your partner's going through that's causing the shift is a great thing to do. I think what can happen here and like I also think just getting that on the table and having that as a conversation can save you from a bigger mistake, which is and it's an analogy I've definitely given before. I have a friend who used to describe moments like this as like when you grip the soap too tight in the shower and it slips out of your hands where yeah. you start desperately like if you feel like they're not planning dates as often, you try to get in front of them and like get in their face all the time and ask for dates and do da 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 and you might actually end up cr- creating a self-fulfilling prophecy of a negative outcome that you wouldn't have had if you had just said, hey, I've noticed that we're not seeing each other as often. Is this a really busy season for you? Whatever. Yeah. And I I have a text script actually for slow fading. It's more it's more for like early dating. Once you're in a relationship, I think like, it's, you know, more of an in-person or phone call, you know, face-to-face kind of conversation. But I think what's important too is – to be vulnerable in the fact that you don't want the shift that you feel. Yeah. So like, you know, I feel like we're, we've been, you know, a little more distant lately, or I feel like we're seeing each other less and I don't want that. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? And, you know, is there, is there something that's driving that? So that it's clear that it's like, you know, not only have you noticed it, but it's also like not aligned with what you want. Yeah. That it's something is, something isn't sitting well with you about it. Yeah. And it's also it it only benefits them too for you to be in a place of better understanding of their needs. Yeah, absolutely. So and I think that that, that Huh? Oh, I just said and hopefully they can hopefully they can see that that is the point and outcome of the conversation rather than yes. like oh, this person is like on me about this. Well, I and I think that that segues nicely into we got a lot of questions about being anxious about communicating your feelings and needs. And mm-hmm. 
being worried about how your partner is going to respond when you ask for something you need or if you bring up an issue, if you set a boundary. And framing it the way that you just did, I think, can be really helpful, which is that you're actually helping them and helping your relationship by expressing how they can meet your needs better or yeah. you know make you feel more comfortable or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, and this has been this has probably been my biggest area of practice with my therapist in terms of expressing my needs because in my relationship with PowerPoint, my needs were legit stomped on where whenever I would bring something up, his answer was essentially that sounds like a you problem. Oof. Yeah. In various, you know, words over the years. And so I would get the most like my therapist and I have talked about how We've done sort of um, – she does like sensory motor work um, mm-hmm. where you kind of do things with your body to re- like feel certain – bring certain things up, which is – it's very cool. And one of the things we did very early on was we did this practice where I did this thing about like how I would feel going into seeing him knowing that I needed to express a need and was about to be like wrecked on it. Yeah. <laughs> and like what it felt like basically going in knowing the outcome. <laughs> and Oy. so it was like, why am I banging my head against this wall? But yeah. So like to me, honestly, the the best learning from my relationship with the classmate has been how well I did those things how well he received them and that that is something that I recognize about him that I want in a future partner, even though it didn't work out. And it's something that I expect to hold myself to with a future partner. And so that was all very positive. Yeah. I mean, I think on a smaller scale, it's like similar to how I really respected and liked the way that the three-peat responded to the boundaries that I set with him. Yep. Where he not only respected that I had the boundary, but he actually was thankful that I could express it to him. Yeah. And I I not only want that in a future partner, but I would like to strive to be more like that because that is certainly not my immediate gut reaction when somebody expresses a boundary to me about something that I'm doing. Oh, yeah. My first reaction is like, excuse me? Okay, you have a point. (laughs) Yeah. And like, and and the like being thankful for it, like, oh, like I thank you for being comfortable expressing that to me. Like that – Man, it's just so evolved. I'm not there yet. I'm working on it. What a dream. What a dream. (laughs) Well, I think the last topic that we got a lot of – there are topics that we haven't even touched on, but – Yeah. And I think this stuff will continue as – like this stuff has come up in the past and it will continue to come up in the future. So I'm not worried. We'll cover it. No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that the the biggest other sort of chunk of questions Mm -hmm. that we got – is something that we have talked about not talking about too much on this pod, which is physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we've talked about a little bit in a very early episode, you know, what to do if um, it's actually episode two, the unsolicited one about- Yeah. yeah. We did an episode on nudes. I forgot about that. I can't believe our second episode was about nudes. I know. It was wild. Uh, We really hit the ground. Um, So I think that- you know, we have covered a little bit kind of how to navigate either receiving something unwanted, either whether that being an invite over before you're ready. So it's like either it can be like a text advance or an in-person advance, you know, inviting you to come back up, whatever. Mm-hmm. So do you have do you have a, a text script for 
somebody who wants to not or a conversation script for somebody who wants to continue seeing this person but just isn't ready for that yet. I think that's kind of the more delicate balance because I think it's much easier to say like, you know what, I'm not into you. I'm we're not going to do that. But we're not going <laughs> to do that. To, to sort of strike the balance of I do want this but not tonight. Yeah, well, I think it depends on whether you're already with them or not. Mm-hmm. So there's like there's the so somebody has invited you over especially as we go into winter and with like COVID being where it is right now, I think that like dates, I think going on a date in someone's home happens at an earlier, earlier and earlier stage. Like I saw this with clients last winter that like they were going on dates in people's homes way earlier than they ever would have before. Yeah. Because they didn't feel comfortable being in a restaurant and it was freezing outside. Mm-hmm. So, and even the restaurants that have heaters, it's like a joke. I actually at one point went on a date wearing like little like hand warmers that you're meant to put in your gloves when you ski in my shoes. Oh my God. Because my feet would get frozen eating outside. Um, And so I think that there is before you go, like let's say somebody invites you, you know, over to their apartment and, you know, it's it's an early date and you just kind of want to set that boundary that, you know, you're not going to stay over. I think you can just say like, yeah, you know, that sounds great. Would love for you to cook me dinner. Like, I just want to let you know that, like, I'm going to be heading home afterwards. Yeah. And, like, I think that I think that you can set the boundary in that way where you don't have to be so explicit about it. But one thing that I think a way that some people react to an invitation like that is with a very hard boundary that could feel like they're suggesting something they may not even have been suggesting. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like, this is a good example of like assume good intent. Yeah. And so like I've seen people reply with things like, okay, but no funny business. And it's like, uh, you know, I think, I don't think we need to say that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. You know, or like, oh, like what kind of girl do you think I am? Like th- those, those types of responses are not necessary in my opinion. Okay. Um, when you're in the moment, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I think then kind of setting a boundary in terms of I really like you. I definitely want to keep seeing you and see where this goes. I'm really attracted to you, I think also is something that you can reaffirm. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not ready to go there yet. Yeah. And I think Matthew Hussey has a really good kind of script about this from a very long time ago that I still kind of refer back to sometimes where reaffirming your attraction I think is really important here. Yeah, it's like a praise upgrade praise vibe. Yeah, so that it's like it's not it's not that you're saying like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm into you like that." It's that, "Oh, oh, I know I am, but I'm just not ready to take that step yet." Yes. And, you know, hopefully if they're a kind person that, you know, respects you and likes you, then I think they'll respond well to that. Yeah. We also got some questions about being like, let's say you've now chosen that you actually, you are ready for that. And that is something that you want to do and dealing with body image, self-conscious feelings in intimate times. I sound like such a fucking narc. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like you've never had sex before in your life. Guys. (laughs) Oh man. Like, after I'd heard that, if you had followed that up with, like, but I wouldn't know because I've never had sex, I'd right, be like, exactly. yep, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. 
So if you find yourself in intimate times, listeners, yeah, exactly. Um, I I think this is another place where putting yourself in the other person's shoes can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Where like I am not, I I'm I'm worried about me. I am in no way worried about him. Right. And he's the same way. Yeah. My I I listened to this. I've listened to this radio show ever since I was a kid and it's a guy and a girl and they've, um, they're now in, I think they're fifties. Like they've been doing this for such a long time. And they, that he often always says like, I am just happy to be there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you, wait, you listen to this as a child? Yeah. Um, I think they started podcast, they started broadcasting. It's not a podcast. They started broadcasting together in 97. So I would have been seven or eight. But they, but listening, they talk about sex. Seven um, or eight. They started – so they actually st- – once podcasting became a thing, they started having a show because there are so many regulations as to like what you can say on the radio. They did yeah. start a podcast called The Secret Show where they t- – they were like, this okay. is the show we wish we could have. And so I think Got I started it. listening to that in probably college. Got it. So seven and seven or eight-year-old Rourke was not listening to this guy being no. like, I'm just happy to see you naked. No, 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 no. But yeah, and like I, I try to remember that piece where it's like, yeah, everyone is so probably in their own head, especially the first time that yes, yeah, yeah, I, I completely, and I think that yeah, as worried as you are, they are similarly worried, and you know, it might might not be the smoothest thing, but yeah. like that just means that there's only up from here, you know. Totally, I always think about um, Carrie and Burger. On Sex in the City. Oh God, talk yeah. about awkward. Yeah, that yeah, that was bad. Yeah, and although they worked on that, did not end well. Regardless. I was going to say not yeah. correlated. <laughs> no. Well, I hope we've assuaged anxiety. Do not give new ones. Um. <laughs> I also, I also realized that we never said at the top that although it was clear that this is a two-part episode, like this is part two, that if you for some reason did not listen to part one, which was last week called the first anxious one. We talk a lot about sort of overarching coping Mm -hmm. strategies of like some breathing exercises and just ways that you can kind of work through anxious feelings regardless of the scenario. And I think a lot of people found it helpful. So if you didn't listen to that one, feel free to go back. Go on back. Yeah. All right. Well, good to see you. I'm excited for you. Um, And, you know, I will be – Back to Bumble shenanigans shortly. Looking forward to it. Onward and upward, baby. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas.